your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 323 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And the Rangers obviously coming off of what I would say is probably the best win of the season. It's definitely got to be up there. They take down the Capitals 5-2 at home in a game that really got off to a really rough start for the New York Rangers. They were down 2 to nothing before you could even blink. And not only that, but there were several instances in this first period where the Rangers easily could have gone down 3 nothing, 4 nothing, maybe even 5 nothing. And Igor Shesterkin was the difference. He turned in an absolutely sensational performance for the Rangers, really keeping the minute after a rough start. And I wouldn't say that either of the two goals he gave up were necessarily of the soft variety. I mean, the first one was an absolute snipe. You had TJ Oshie going uh, top shelf off of a one-timer on the power play. And the second one, I don't think Igor really got a lot of help. There was a wild scramble in front of the Ranger net, and I don't think the Rangers really did a good enough job knocking these guys out of there, uh, trying to get the puck away. They, they just, they allowed the Capitals to kind of, uh, you know, outmuscle them there and stuff the rebound home, stuff the loose puck home, and get up two to nothing. But Igor Shesterkin, again, he was absolutely fantastic after this, shuts the Capitals down the rest of the way. But, you know, he gives up those two early goals, and you're actually thinking, like, wow, like, could this be one of those nights? Could Igor end up getting pulled out of this game? And again, I don't think the goals were necessarily his fault, but had the Capitals made this score 3 to nothing in the first six or seven minutes or 4 to nothing in the first 10 minutes, I don't think Igor's going to be in there for too much longer. So you can't say enough about the job that Igor Shesterkin did. He ends up stopping 30 of 32 shots. Now, there have been games this season from Igor and even the other two Ranger goalies where they've been forced to make more than 30 saves. But be that as it may, I still think this was the best single-game performance that we've seen any New York Ranger goalie play this entire season. We're going to get into some of his greatest hits in just a second here from the night because some of these saves were just absolutely fantastic, and they really came at some opportune times. Once again, like I said, keeping the Rangers in the game when the score was either 2 to nothing or 2-1. to one. But, I mean, this had a playoff-type atmosphere to it last night, as it really has just about every time the Rangers have played the Capitals this season. The Rangers now 4-2 and two against the Capitals this season. They are the only team in the Eastern Division to have a winning record against the Capitals. But even though, obviously, Madison Square Garden, we're not back to the point where we're going to fill the garden to the brim, but the fans were into it. I mean, you got some loud Let's Go Ranger chants, some very loud Igor chants uh, near the end of the second period when Igor was basically standing on his head. And something else that I really got to call some attention to here in the intro, this is the best third period that the Rangers have played all season. And it's not just because it's the first time that they came from behind to win a game in the third period. It's because when you take a look at the quality of opponent, the Washington Capitals, and the fact that the Rangers came back and, and won this game and basically just, you know, I was going to say they dominated the third period, but really they didn't. And that's why it was one of their best third periods, because I don't think even though the Rangers scored four goals in the third period, and of course the fourth one was a empty netter by Pavel Buchnevich, I wouldn't say that the Rangers necessarily dominated the play. I thought this was just a fantastic hockey game, an extraordinarily competitive uh, toe-to-toe heavyweight fight in the third period, and yet the Rangers emerge victorious from that, and again, scored four goals to zero from the Capitals. So they, despite not necessarily dominating the 
play overall in the third period. The Rangers still ended up making more plays than the Washington Capitals did. Obviously, Igor Sesterkin, again, had a huge hand in that. He made some big saves. Uh, the Caps hit the post once or twice, so that obviously worked out in the Rangers' favor. But this was not a case where the Rangers were simply skating circles around the Capitals. I thought both teams absolutely brought it in the third period, and yet the Rangers ended up dominating at least on the scoreboard in the third period. So that's why I think this is maybe the best period that the Rangers have played all season. Again, considering the quality of opponent and considering the fact that they just reached down and made a couple more plays than the Capitals did. It's not like the Capitals came out completely flat in the third period or just, you know, took their foot off the gas or whatever it might be. It was a case where they went toe-to-toe and the Rangers bested them. And that's what's so encouraging going forward here. This is a huge win for the Rangers. I mean, you're talking about a three-game losing streak if you drop this game and you can't afford to be going through three-game losing streaks right now if you're the Rangers. I know I'm oversimplifying it, but the Rangers, bottom line, they're in sixth place. They got to figure out a way to get to fourth if they're going to make the playoffs. And this is obviously a big step in the right direction. If the Rangers end up making the playoffs this season, and again, that is very much an uphill battle. There are five quality, quality teams in front of them. And like we just said, they got to jump at least two of them. But if they somehow get into the postseason, we're going to be looking at this game as one of the big ones because this could have gone really south in a heck of a hurry in the first period. The Capitals came out. They were absolutely skating circles around the Rangers for about the first, I'd say, 12 or 15 minutes, somewhere in there. And uh, the Rangers obviously fought back. They got quite a spark when Philip Heedle scored on a breakaway goal. And this is the biggest play that Philip Heedle has made all season for this New York Ranger team. He's had flashes here and there. He had the hot start before, obviously, he had to miss some time due to an injury, and then he also had COVID. But yeah, I mean, as far as just a single play by Philip Heedle, this takes the cake because this really woke the Rangers up and got them going a little bit. But the Capitals had the puck at the blue line. Philip Heedle decides, you know what? I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going for it. He tips the puck away from the defenseman. He goes in alone on the breakaway. I mean, nobody's going to catch him. Philip Heedle can absolutely fly. Makes a nice move on the doorstep and tucks the puck home. And that made the score 2-1 to one and got the Rangers back into the game. And to this point in the game, and again, we're about 14 or 15 minutes into the first period here. In fact, let me just check to make sure here. Okay, so we're it's 15:36 into the first period. And to this point in the game, the Rangers had basically done nothing offensively. I mean, very few scoring opportunities to speak of. They had a power play in the first period where I thought they looked somewhat dangerous, but beyond that, uh, they had really done nothing and the Capitals were just dominating. So this absolutely woke the Rangers up. They started skating better after this. They started competing harder for the puck. Uh, to this point in the game, I don't think the Rangers had won a single 50-50 puck, and they were kind of getting out-muscled as well. Uh, we mentioned the second goal that the Capitals scored. That one was by Nick Dowd, and uh, that was just a scramble in the net where it seemed like the Capitals won the puck a little bit more than the Rangers. But this goal by Philip Heedle really snapped them out of it, really got them going, and that continued for whatever time was left in the first period. Again, only about four minutes or so, but it continued for the rest of the first period, spilled into the second period, spilled into the third period. The Rangers were fantastic, and it was this goal by Philip Heedle that really got them going. But we're just scratching the surface here, guys. There's a ton to talk about in this game, and uh, we're going to do that in just a second here. This episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. 
We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So sometimes on Locked On New York Rangers, we will take a look at every single goal that the Rangers scored coming off of a particular game, usually a win. I mean, that's obviously more fun than doing it after a loss. Other times, you know, we'll kind of blend in some more analysis. We won't do so much play-by-play. But I think in the case of today's episode, when you consider the dramatic fashion in which the Rangers won last night, when you consider the quality of opponent that they did it against, when you consider the fact that they were down 2 nothing before you could blink, and this easily could have been a blowout in favor of the Capitals. And again, when you consider just the fantastic third period that the New York Rangers played last night. Yeah, I think we got to go through these goals, and especially when you consider the quality of these goals as well, because just about all these, in fact, yeah, every single one of these goals was just an absolute thing of beauty. So we'll start with the goal that tied the game. Again, the Rangers trailed 2-1 to one going into the third period, and 4-10 into the third, Capo Caco with his fifth goal of the season. This all started as the result of Artemi Panarin intercepting a pass by Zdeno Chara in the neutral zone, and you love to see that, because early in this game, there was a little bit of a dust-up behind the Capitals' net, and, you know, Chara's getting in there and mixing it up with everybody and just, you know, running his mouth like he does. And, look, all respect to Chara. I mean, the guy's in his mid-40s. He's still playing at a pretty solid level in the NHL. Uh, a lot of respect for that. But, uh, yeah, he tends to be a little bit over-aggressive in situations like this because this was, like, not a major dust-up where guys are violently pushing and shoving each other and dropping the gloves and everything, and yet he still feels the need to stick his nose in there and, you know, stir it up. But whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, bottom line, Panarin steals this pass from Zidane Chara, moves up the left side through the neutral zone, gains entry, and basically goes around his defenseman like he's standing still, makes a pass to Strom. Now, Strom was breaking straight to the net. It was like a receiver running a fly pattern in the NFL, and Panarin just hit him perfectly in stride. Strom, you know, as he's approaching, he's, if he's going to shoot here, it's going to be from a really tough angle. So instead, he passes back to his left. Capo Caco is in perfect position uh, right at the top of the goal crease on the other side of the net there, and Caco just deflects it home, and just like that, the game is tied at two. Just an absolutely beautiful tic-tac-toe goal for the Rangers here. Great to see Capo Caco, uh, you know, get a goal here. He had a two-goal game not too long ago, and uh, just kind of finding his rhythm with these guys, because you really hope that playing with Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin, who are obviously both having fantastic seasons for the Rangers, and obviously both have uh, great chemistry between the two of them, uh, you hope that Capo Caco can kind of join the party here, especially down the stretch of the season. We got to get Caco rolling and, uh, you know, get him to the level that all of us Ranger fans hope and expect that he will eventually get to, and, uh, you know, hopefully this recent Somewhat hot streak for Kako is just the beginning of that. But that's the game-time goal. Huge goal by Capo Kako there. And then, just about two minutes later, two minutes and 22 seconds later, to be exact, just a phenomenal play again by Adam Fox. I mean, what else is new? This guy is unbelievable. I've been saying on here, I really do think Adam Fox is the best defenseman that the Rangers have had since Brian Leach. And I don't say that lightly because this is coming from somebody who was a huge fan of both Ryan McDonough and Dan Girardi, two just hard-nosed, blue-collar, tough NHL defenseman who 
played great hockey for a lot of years for the Rangers and, of course, were major, major parts, probably the best two defensemen on the uh, Ranger team that went to the finals in 2014. But, I mean, Adam Fox, this guy's unbelievable. He, he brings the entire package. Uh, he can contribute offensively, which he does on a nightly basis. He can run point on the power play. He can be one of your best penalty killers, which he is. He's strong on both ends. And the fact that the Rangers only gave up two second round picks to acquire him. I mean, I know that some people, you know, they'll go after Jeff Gorton every now and then, you know, and he has had some misses. I'll be completely fair here. He has had some misses during his tenure as Ranger GM. I think Gorton has had more hits than misses. And it's funny because uh, last offseason, we did an episode or a couple of episodes rather, where we counted down I believe it was the top four worst moves that Jeff Gordon has made, and then we also did a two-parter of his top eight best moves. I think it was four and eight. I think that's how we did it. And I'm sure that I had the trade of Adam Fox on that list somewhere, but I guarantee you I did not have it as high as it should have been because this guy, he might be the best defenseman in hockey. I mean, is anybody really going to put up that much of an argument if I make that claim at this point? And yeah, I'm Ranger bias. I mean, this is the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. The Rangers have been my team for, I don't know, what are we at, almost three decades now. So yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to, lead the charge as far as Adam Fox being the best defenseman in hockey, but show me somebody better right now. And we also got to give a lot of props to his defense partner on this play because Ryan Lingering kind of set this whole thing up. It looked like the Capitals were basically just going to skate the puck out of their zone, a harmless enough play, and instead Lingren recognized that he had a chance to pinch there. That's exactly what he does. He kind of just knocks the puck away from the Capitol who was trying to exit the zone. It goes to Artemi Panarin. Panarin reels in the puck as his momentum is taking him toward the blue line. So it's taking him almost out of the zone, but Panarin's smart enough to throw the puck back to his left. You know, again, he's got his back to the net, and he's near the blue line, and he throws it back to his left, and Adam Fox receives the pass in stride. And, I mean, this play by Fox, he, without breaking stride, without even slowing down even in the slightest, the pass is a little bit behind Adam Fox. So he allows it to deflect off of his right skate and moves it with his skate back up to his stick. He drives hard to the net, roofs a backhander, and gives the Rangers a lead that they would not relinquish. 3-2 Rangers, now 6-32 in the third period. Just a fantastic play by all three players, really. Lindgren, Panarin, and Fox joining forces for just a fantastic goal that gives the Rangers the lead in the third period. Now, the Caps almost got the equalizer. There's about six minutes or so to go in the game at this point, and Backstrom gets a chance in deep. He fires it right off the far post. I think if you're the Rangers, you've kind of earned this break uh, just based on how well you've played in this game. And certainly Igor Shesterkin, as awesome as he was, and hey, you know what? The, the posts are part of the pads, right? Isn't that what they say? So, you know what? It is what it is. The Rangers did catch a little bit of a break there, but it's a break that I think that they earned. And then just about two minutes after this, again, Rangers still up 3-2, to two, but the Capitals are getting a little bit of a push here. Again, this was a very competitive third period. You wouldn't know it, you know, just looking at the fact that the Rangers scored four goals in this period and the Capitals didn't score any. But this was a really back-and-forth, toe-to-toe, heavyweight fight here in the third period. But the Rangers get a little bit of breathing room. Just an absolutely fantastic pass by Brennan Smith from basically the corner of the rink all the way up through the neutral zone to the Capitals' blue line to Artemi Panarin, who is back behind the defenseman. He goes in alone on a breakaway and just a nifty move on the doorstep, and he puts it home and gives the Rangers a 4-2 lead. Like we said, giving them a little bit of breathing room there with 4-19 to go. And it's crazy because... This is, like, you don't think of Brent Smith, obviously, as an offensive defenseman. I mean, he's more, you know, the physical, big, tough, stay-at-home type. But this is the third time this season where... I can remember Brennan Smith making a pass out of his own zone, a really long pass up the center of the ice through the neutral zone that has sprung somebody on a breakaway for a goal, and it's Brennan Smith's fourth assist overall. Three of them have come on that play, and one of the other two uh, that 
you know, I was just talking about there where he passes from his own zone, a really long pass through the neutral zone to set somebody up on a breakaway. One of the other two was actually to Artemi Panarin. So Brandon Smith, I mean, look, you're not going to get offensive fireworks out of him. I think we all know that. But clearly, this is not a fluke anymore. He's done this three times this season. Apparently, this is a play that Brandon Smith can make, a really long pass through the neutral zone to, uh, you know, set somebody up on a breakaway. This was as good of a pass as the Rangers have had all season because Smith was he had the puck in the corner right along the goal line. He's got a capital all over him, and he passes. You know, I wrote down in my notes that he passed from his own zone, you know, through the neutral zone to Panarin. He was on the goal line in the corner, and he just shakes off this capital, makes the pass just perfect right through the center of the ice, right to Artemi Panarin, right on the tape. You could not have made a better pass than this if you're Brandon Smith. And obviously, a big goal there because, you know, the Rangers, they were only up by one goal at the time, and the Capitals have a lot of firepower, and they got close a couple of times in this third period to tie in the game. So who knows what happens if uh, Brandon Smith doesn't make this pass to Artemi Panarin. But Panarin, he goes in, he takes care of the rest, and uh, makes the score 4-2 to Rangers. And then, of course, Pavel Buchnevich with the empty netter. There was an incident with Brennan Smith where, you know, he was kind of uh, jawing with somebody on the Capitals during a play stoppage. And then, of course, the puck dropped, and the Rangers have a two-goal lead at this point. And Smith cross-checks TJ Oshie in the back and knocks him down to the ice and takes a penalty. So that was kind of a foolish, not even kind of, it was a foolish play by Brennan Smith there. Uh, you hope that if the Rangers, I mean, I really hope if the Rangers were only up by one goal there, he would be smart enough not to do that. Even as it is, you don't like to see it because it gives the Capitals a little bit of uh, a little bit of life at the end of this game. There's a minute and change remaining. They now have a six on four power play. And if they get one, I mean, who's to say what can happen after that? But fortunately, uh, the Rangers take care of business here. Uh, Ryan Lindgren actually picks up his second assist of the night. But Pavel Buchnevich shoots the puck from right around his own blue line all the way down the ice. And of course, you're shorthanded here. So you don't have to worry about taking an icing. And the net is empty, and it goes right in. Pavel Buchnevich with his 14th goal of the season, which is 35 seconds remaining. And then after this, there was quite the dust-up between Tom Wilson and uh, Ryan Lindgren and really the whole Ranger bench. I don't I don't really know what prompted this, but after Buchnevich got this empty netter, Tom Wilson was trying to get after Ryan Lindgren. And I don't know if it was just retaliating for what Brandon Smith did to TJ Oshie or whatever it might have been, or if it's just Tom Wilson being Tom Wilson. Uh, but either way, you know, the referees, they stepped in there, they they separated everybody. And it was funny because, you know, Wilson was going down the bench. I mean, th that's another thing. You know, Tom Wilson, not too smart, basically picking a fight with Ryan Lindgren right along the Ranger bench. And it was funny because Alex Georgiev kind of took a swipe at, uh, at Tom Wilson, right from the bench there. So uh, nice to see Alex Georgiev. I, I know it's kind of been uh, tough sledding for him recently. It looks like he's fallen all the way down to number three in the pecking order, but uh, obviously getting a little bit involved there and, and just kind of taking a swipe at Tom Wilson. And again, a nice job by the officials not letting this get out of control. Uh, Tom Wilson got a penalty and a 10-minute misconduct. I mean, really, they're probably just looking to get him out of there at this point. It's 5-2, to two and there's only 35 seconds to go. So yeah, I mean, definitely some fireworks at the end of this game. This has been an intense series this season. And again, the Rangers, the only team in the Eastern Division to have a winning record against the Washington Capitals. So what were to happen if the Rangers and Capitals were to meet in a playoff series, which is at least a possibility? We're going to talk about that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So like we just talked about, we will eventually get into the idea of the Rangers and Capitals potentially meeting in a first-round playoff series. Obviously, a lot has to happen, namely the Rangers jumping two teams to uh, get into the top four in the Eastern Division. And then, of course, if the Rangers finish fourth, the Capitals have to finish first. I mean, the Capitals could end up in second place. Maybe the Islanders finish first. A lot of moving parts here, and certainly there are no guarantees, but it's a playoff matchup that could happen, and we will talk about that in just a second. But as I also promised during the intro to today's show, I wanted to take you guys through some of Igor's greatest hits, because it's one thing for me to uh, sit here and just say he had a great game, he was fantastic, but I also realized, you know, maybe not everybody got to see the game last night, and if you missed it, you missed a heck of a show by Igor Shosturkin. So, let's go back to the first period. It's still 2 to nothing at this point, and the Rangers really stumbling out of the starting blocks. That's probably becoming a little bit more of a theme than we'd like it to be. The Rangers getting off to slow starts this season, although it was very impressive how they bounced back last night. But Igor Shosturkin, I thought this was maybe the biggest save he made uh, on the entire evening because, again, it's only 2 nothing and it's still very early. So to be down 3 nothing again, just six or seven minutes into the game, that would have really been a, a tall order and a, a big hole to climb out of if you're the Rangers trying to come back from 3-0 down against this great Washington Capitals team. But the save I'm referring to here actually came against Dowd, and Dowd was the guy who scored the stuffing goal to make it 2 to nothing. But just a couple of minutes after that, uh, Dowd went around a Ranger forward in the neutral zone. I missed who it was, but then he also weaved around Keandre Miller and got to the net, and Igor just reaching up and kind of falling forward just makes a ridiculous glove save from point-blank range to keep the score at 2 to nothing. and hangs on, does not allow a rebound either, just kind of flailing to the ice to make that save while reaching up with his glove hand. Uh, just a fantastic save, keeping the Rangers in the game. That was absolutely huge. We'll fast forward a little bit to the second period, and specifically a Washington Capitals power play. Now, the Capitals, it sounded like they ended up with six shots on this man advantage, but then I looked at the uh, box score after the game, and it says that Igor Shosturkin made five of six saves on the power play. So obviously he did not make six saves here. I don't know if maybe uh, a, something that was ruled a shot got ruled to not being a shot after the game, or you know maybe the announcers just miscounted because it was rapid fire there. But bottom line, Igor Shosturkin absolutely stood on his head on this power play for the Capitals. There was a Scoring opportunity that looked like it was a replay of a goal that the Capitals scored earlier in the game. Backstrom made a pass to Oshie. Oshie in basically the same spot on the ice. Granted, it was the other side of the ice because it's now the second period and the Capitals are shooting at the other goal. But this time, Igor Shosturkin with another really nice save. Uh, later in the power play, Connor Sheary put one off the post, and then Igor made another save right after that. And... Again, the announcer said there were six shots on goal during this power play. It must have only been five, but either way, Igor Shosturkin coming up big there. It was two to one at this time, so the Capitals get a goal there. You know, they're back up three to one, and once again, you got a two-goal hole to climb out of if you're the Rangers. So big time clutch saves by Igor Shosturkin in those moments there. And then this was a great stop as well, and once again in a big, big spot. It's getting late in the second period. It's still 2-1 to one Capitals. In fact, the entire second period was scoreless, so it remained 2-1 to one for a good chunk of this game. But the Capitals get a two-on-one. Oshie makes a strong drive to the net. He opts to take it to the net himself rather than pass. And, you know, 
it looked like Oshie was going to try to carry the puck across the crease and try to tuck it inside the far post, but instead he kind of went with, I don't really want to say a trick shot, but I guess you could say that he threw a little bit of a curveball at Igor Shesterkin, and I think the fact that Oshie did this, basically what he did was he, instead of taking it uh, across the crease, he stopped and tried to kind of just lift kind of like a, a floater past Igor Shesterkin, and Shesterkin basically batted it away with his glove, and uh, another nice save there. But I think this shows a lot of respect from the Capitals to Shesterkin, and specifically in this case from Oshi to Shesterkin, knowing that you kind of have to go into the bag of tricks a little bit here to try to beat him because Igor Shesterkin was standing on his head in this game. He just was not going to let the puck get by him on a conventional shot. So Oshi tried something a little bit different. Uh, he tried to lift the puck, and obviously Shesterkin stayed with him and knocked the puck out of harm's way, so a nice save there, but that's just kind of indicative of uh, the fact that Oshie, you know, again, kind of went with a little bit of a curveball here. I think that gives you an idea of how well Igor Shesterkin was playing in this game, that the Capitals at this point in this game knew that they had to try something a little bit different, a little bit unique. And as far as a Rangers and Capitals playoff matchup, I mean, to me, if you ask the Capitals, they would never admit this. No team would ever publicly admit this, but they probably wouldn't want to play the Rangers, again, given, and we've mentioned this a couple of times already today, but given the fact that the Rangers are the only team in the Eastern Division with a winning record against the Capitals. And when you look at these six games this year, I know the Rangers pulled away in this one and ended up winning by three goals, but all these games are tightly contested, just kind of grinded out games. They all have kind of a playoff feel to them. And, you know, if you're a Ranger fan, you got to be careful what you wish for because we all thought that we had a good draw against the Carolina Hurricanes last year. Of course, the Rangers went 4-0 against the Canes, and we thought that that was a good matchup, as good of a matchup as you could hope for if you're a number 11 seed, which is what the Rangers were last year. And then, of course, the Canes sweep the Rangers right out of the playoffs. So, I mean, there's no telling for sure that just because the Rangers have been good against the Capitals in the regular season that they would beat them in a playoff series. But on the surface, it doesn't look like such a bad matchup for the Rangers. And But by that same token, I understand, be careful what you wish for. The Capitals are a great team. Bottom line, if the Rangers get into the playoffs, I don't think beggars can be choosers. I think if the Rangers do make the playoffs, they will very likely be in fourth place. They will very likely just barely squeak in. And at that point, you just kind of roll the dice and you take your chances with whoever you're matched up against. Likely, like we said, the number one seed. And we'll see if that ends up being the Capitals. But yeah, I mean, for my money, if the Rangers, if they do squeak in, if they are the number four seed, there's much worse fates than maybe having to go up against the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs for this New York Ranger team. Something else that I wanted to talk about real quick here before we wrap up for the day is the Rangers, of course, have two upcoming games at the Buffalo Sabres. And as we all know, the Sabres have struggled mightily to say the very least this season. They have lost 18 consecutive games. I mean, let that sink in for a second. You know, it's it's only a 56-game regular season, so they've basically spent a third of the season doing nothing but losing. And the Sabres are actually back in action tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. So if they lose tonight, Wednesday night, they will go winless for the entire month of March. And they will be on a 19-game losing streak heading into Thursday's clash against the Rangers. And as crazy as it sounds, I I've been saying this. I want the Sabres to win a game before the Rangers have to play them again. And that goes double for this game because they are playing the Flyers who just so happen to be in fifth place. They're one of the teams that the Rangers are trying to track down as it pertains to this playoff race. So obviously the Sabres could really do the Rangers a favor by knocking off the Flyers tonight and hopefully uh, doing so in regulation, not letting the Flyers get any points. But even beyond that, I don't have a lot of fun watching the Rangers play the Sabres right now because there's the Sabres have been so bad that there's not really a lot to gain by beating them. You don't necessarily feel that great about yourself if you beat the Sabres unless you just absolutely just run them off the rink. You certainly don't want to have to be sweating out a close game against the Buffalo Sabres right now. And 
you kind of just go into the game. You know, like last night we played the Capitals, and it's a challenge to be embraced. It's fun. You know, the Capitals are really good. Let's knock off this really good team. With the Sabres, and I made this analogy a couple episodes ago, it's like, don't screw this up. You better go out there, and you better get two points against this team right now. So go Sabres for tonight, and then the Rangers, they got to take business in the next game. And this kind of reminds me, you know, the Rangers are playing two consecutive games against the Sabres once again on Thursday and Saturday. The puck drops at 7 p.m. for both those games. It kind of reminds me of last season. Coming out of the All-Star break, the Rangers actually had two straight games against the Detroit Red Wings, and we all know how bad the Red Wings were last season. And at that time, you know, the Rangers were about 10 points out of the playoff spot, and I'm kind of looking at the second half of the season, and is there any way the Rangers can get back into this playoff chase, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I made the point that if they're going to get back into this, if they're going to have any chance at all, coming out of the All-Star break, they got to beat the Red Wings twice. they got to come away with four points in those two games. And they indeed did that, and it kind of set them on their way to make a great run in the second half. Of course, we all know what happened next. The season was paused due to COVID. Nobody could have seen that coming. But it's kind of the same deal here. You know, the Rangers are chasing a playoff spot. They're on the outside looking in right now. They're playing just a ridiculously bad team in the Buffalo Sabres, and they got to get four points. I mean, it's it's somewhat unfair to, to just demand that out of a team. Like, you've got to sweep this team. But it's the Sabres. They are allergic to winning right now. And regardless of what they do against the Flyers tonight, that's the other thing. They're going to be on the second half of a back-to-back, and you got a team that could be on a 19-game losing streak that's probably just wishing and praying and hoping that the season ends uh, yesterday, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. The Rangers got to win both those games against the Buffalo Sabres, and uh, that could go a long way to the Rangers hopefully beginning their ascent back into this playoff picture here, back to at least fourth place, because as we all know, top four teams get in. It's as simple as that this year, so got to get four points against the Buffalo Sabres. No word yet on who the Rangers will start in goalie. I would imagine it would probably be Igor Shesterkin, but we will keep our eye on that. He's been great ever since coming back from injury, and uh, we'll see if the Rangers look to kind of make him the workhorse down the stretch this season, once again, as they try to track down a playoff spot. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.